When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ron, I'm a big fan, man, but we don't do intros. We always start with the dynasty trade, though. So it's a 12-team Superflex PPR, 1.75 tight end premium, start 10. Are you going Jameer Gibbs and a 25 first or Jalen Waddell and a 24 third? Go ahead, man. I've been um, a very strong Gibbs supporter this past you know, 12 months. It's been a rough run out the last five weeks or so. Um, right. But I think I'm still Gibbs here. Like, I, I think... Waddle hasn't really done a ton this year. It does sort of seem like, I mean, with HN out, like maybe we'll see him get more involved here. I, I, it just seems like he's more of a, a natural two. Um, and if I can kind of net a first and get somebody that's sort of still valued as like a, a top, you know, eight running back in Dynasty, I think that's kind of the direction I'd go. Because it seems like Waddle's kind of in a in a jumble right now of a bunch of wide receiver twos. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think they're both sort of in similar areas. So I don't mind kind of uh, tearing up that draft pick. Out of curiosity, where do you have uh, Puka compared to Waddle? I was actually telling you pre-show that I, I was doing my dynasty rankings today. Uh, I got through 50 wide receivers today. Um, nice. And I have I have Puka at 10 and I have Waddle at 12 right now. No kidding. So he's uh, he's gotten ahead of Waddle now, eh? I mean, I, I get it. What he's doing is insane. I was actually, so I have a, um, a year two wide receiver projection model. Um, that takes into account prospect, uh, you know, quality, and then also year one metrics like points per game, yards per out run, and I and I ran all the uh, the rookies in through five weeks, so it's still sort of a little bit sketchy. Um, but in terms of the last three draft classes, like Puka has the best year two point per game among like Wilson, Waddle, all of those guys. Like it's 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 really crazy uh, what he's doing on just like a per route basis, efficiency wise, all of it. As you were going through your rankings, and obviously you'll uh, you'll be dropping them for your for your Patreons and whatnot. But off the top of your head, or you may have it in front of you, were there any players where you were like, "Man, I seem to be like way higher than this player than others uh, in the market"? Are there any on your list there that stuck out that you were like moving back and forth? Yeah, there were a couple today that I had to kind of you know sort of wrestle with yourself of. Are you being are, are you kind of stuck in the sand uh, with where you sort of previously had them? One of them actually was Gibbs. I had him as like maybe RB3, moved him back to like RB8 today. Uh, another one of them was it was Quentin Johnston. I mean, I loved Quentin Johnston coming out. I have him back at like wide receiver 27 now. I had him as like a top 24 guy before that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there it is a bit of a humbling experience. I know Jahan Dotson as well. I had to move down um, a ton, even though I, I couldn't say I'm that much of like a truther. Uh, for him but yeah there are some guys that are just you, you kind of have to you know through five weeks not not wave the flag but kind of get real yeah ex- exactly exactly so let's get a baseline on you here man when it comes to uh when it comes to dynasty so how many leagues do you play in 
I believe right now I kind of I lose track sometimes. It's like sure. it, it's just shy of 15. It's like 14 um, is where we're at right now. Some co-managed, some Debbie, some best ball, um, a decent mix. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm right there. Every single time before these collaborations, it's like I'm going to count and see how many I actually am in. But yeah, it's like the 13 to 15 range or something. I, I don't know. Do you, do you play in any MFL leagues? Uh, I don't. That's that's yeah, my number yeah. one rule is I keep it all on sleeper. <laughs> I just I can't I can't be bothered to go elsewhere. It, it is. Uh, I, I've got three that I, sh- I should actually probably have three of my uh, of our subscribers like help co-manage my MFL team so I don't have to log in like ever. So that's <laughs> um, so what is your uh, what's your favorite format? So number of teams, super flex, any premiums, things like that. I, I talk about this all the time and I, I feel kind of um, like a party pooper when I say this, but I love vanilla, man. Like just give me super flex, like start about 10 tight end premium. Uh, and I do now that, you know, it's so many teams to manage. I do like best ball, um, but just give me right. that. I don't want to. I know that I, I understand the, uh, you know, tiered PPR and you can get like a bunch of stuff woven in there, but if I can just have all of my leagues kind of on a level playing field, it just kind of yeah. helps me a little bit more. And it's just like the, the format I've come accustomed to um, over the last few years. So I do, I do prefer a little vanilla uh, dynasty uh, setup. Yeah, I, I hear that. It's Scott and Shane got me into the, into the quirky ones where there's, you know, it's first down points yep. and, you know, there's a small point per carry and all this. And and I know that I'm, I'm like just dead man walking when I get into <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like better now, but like before it's like, I'm basically just giving Scott like my money, you know, yeah. <laughs> all these, all these smart machines, Shane, Shane included, I suppose. Although he's not a, he's not a, a machine, <laughs> a robot like Scott is. Uh, so we'll move on to another one here and I'll have to go back to the comments. Somebody asked if they should trade, make a trade with you in a best ball or something, but let's go to this one right here. As far as dynasty, what type of player are you? Are you like an aggressive, like take my first kind of guy? How do you, you know like what? to play? I think that this is actually good content for the channel. I actually made a, a blockbuster trade today where I traded Ooh. away um I traded away two firsts. Now I I can get aggressive with my firsts. Uh it has to be in the right setting. I, I think what I would say is I'm just ingress- aggressive in general, whether that means like if I'm tanking, then I'll aggressively push off players that I like or you know, whatever in favor of draft picks. And I have no issue moving off a of future first, but I make sure like very rarely am I doing something like a first for DJ Moore or something like I'm always trying to get a high-end elite asset, most of the time a quarterback. Um, I can DM it to you, but the the trade I made, it's a little bit um it's a little bit all over the place, but I traded away. So I traded a lot. I traded Justin Jefferson. This is a contending team. I traded Justin Jefferson two firsts and two seconds, uh, Superflex tight end premium best ball. And I got back Bijan Robinson, CJ Stroud, Kyron Williams, and Josh Reynolds. So I did nice. pay the Piper. Um, and I traded away, you know, my 24 and my 25 firsts. Uh, but I was kind of staring on the barrel of like my, my QBs were like golf and Deshaun Watson. The rest of the team is pretty solid, but, uh, and you know how tough it is to get quarterbacks. It felt like it's not, it's, it's buying high on Stroud, but I do kind of believe that he can, you know, he's not all that far away from getting into that burrow area of like real first round startup picks. So, uh, I didn't mind kind of moving off of Jefferson there. And, you know, I, I don't mind trading those first round picks if I'm getting Bijan and Stroud. Like, those are legit difference making, you exactly. know, first round type guys. Yeah. And, and, and flexible, like 
pieces with value insulation and stuff. I actually just traded for uh, Stroud myself yesterday, the day before. I thought it was pretty cheap. It's a, yeah, 12 team. It's a start 11 tight end premium. I gave Kenny Pickett and Sam Laporta, and I got CJ Stroud. Wow. That, it seemed like that seems like a pretty no, good that's deal, great. right? That is yeah. amazing. I'm of the idea. I didn't like Shroud coming out a ton. I like. I, I am I kind of. Um, I'm very impartial to the rushing guys. I love Anthony Richardson. I love the guys that can scramble. But like Stroud has just proven, like as a thrower, like he's already there. It's crazy. Yeah, he is looking good, and and I I didn't like him either. But I mean, I will I will admit it was just like a gut feel kind of thing, and that's like why you don't necessarily trust your gut. Because I was like, I don't know why my gut thinks that C.J. Stroud's gonna suck. It's clear yeah. that he does not suck. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he is far far from that. So there you go. It's funny you said that you um you wouldn't trade like a, a first for D.J. Moore or something. That's one of the questions we had in the uh in, in the comments from this stream. But let me uh let's throw up one from the crowd here. We had some starred. This, as it sounds, uh, Ron is an inbox trade. It is sitting in Tyrone's uh, mailbox right now. So let's help him make a uh, make a pick here. So it's get swift for a late 24 first. Okay. His team is Mahomes, Stroud, Bryce Young, running backs, HN, B Rob, Rashad White, Charbonnet Spears, wide receivers, Tyreek, Keenan, Alave, Nico, Thielen, Dotson, and Pitts at tight end. He's five and oh. Should he accept or try other moves? I will say I, I don't hate it. I know I did just say I don't love the the first straight up. Like I, I think in this scenario, it does make sense that you lost Achan. I think to me, uh, it's a little bit of a cop out. It seems a little bit coin flippish, uh, and I don't know. I'm almost curious, kind of what you think, because I, I, my dynasty hat's a little bit rusty. We were talking earlier that like I'm in redraft mode right now, and I, I do wonder the sentiment behind this, but I do almost feel like you're five and zero, oh, like B Robin and Rashad White. I mean, your wide receivers are good enough where it's a, it's what, start nine and a 10 team, Mahomes, Stroud, Young, you got Hill, Keenan Allen, Olave, Nico. I mean, I think you can probably tread water until A-Chan comes back without having to give up the first. Like I, I, I don't love, you know, like I said, trading the first for just, you know, running back. Like, I don't know that Swift really right. retains much value when we get into the offseason. This is a 10 team as well. So, you know, it could be like a 110 is still pretty valuable. Um, I think it's close enough to go either way, but I, I would maybe try and hold and tread water for a little bit and just kind of see how it goes because the team is stacked outside of that. And you can almost run it almost zero RB ish. Yeah, I, te I tend to agree. Like in a in a format like this where it's shallow 10 teams start nine, you want to use those first to tack on to an existing piece to get a better piece typically. So, yeah, I think that's I mean, while Swift is probably worth that, I think I think what you're saying is is probably prudent to, you know, maybe you can get a cheap guy with a with a third to fill in or something. You're five and oh, I know HN was a big part of that for a couple of weeks, but but yeah, maybe maybe don't give it up for for Swift or find another way to get Swift and keep your uh, and keep that first. But um, like I'd love okay. to get Kamara for cheaper if, I, if that's on the table. Yeah, you like uh, you like Kamara rest of the season. I mean, I yeah, guess I mean, why I not, have right? I have him at um like I do rest of season rankings in season as well. I have Kamara at RB nine. I have Swift to RB eleven rest of season. So I imagine the I imagine like I don't know maybe like two seconds ago Kamara something on those lines. I don't know. It depends where he's at. But where do you have uh, David Montgomery out of curiosity? I got him uh, RB thirteen. 
uh, for rest of season. And actually, David Montgomery is a guy that I've never been a fan of, but I think that this might be the highest I've ever had him in a dynasty ranking uh, outside of like maybe his second yeah. year. You know that he had that one massive year for the Bears down the stretch. Uh, but like I, I put him RB seventeen today, and that almost feels too low. Um, it's close. He's I mean he's a workhorse for a very good team. He is. I, I feel like he. This is the most respect like he's ever gotten. You know, because like yeah. they, they take Gibbs or as a guy, you know, David Montgomery or whatever, but it's clear they want him to be the, the ball carrier and he's, he's a workhorse, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I saw him move for a 24 second and a 25 second um, yesterday or today. And I think that's totally fair, you know, two, yeah. two seconds, but that's what's funny with Monty. You still can't, you still can't uh, get a first for him. It seems He's yeah. just one of those players who's just never, never ever going to breach that uh, breach that value. So I thought this one was interesting from the fantasy plumber who got in here, uh, who was in here earlier. He said, does anyone think Tannehill is a sneaky buy low? That offense seems to be settling in with Nuke. He feels like a top 15 QB going forward that can be gotten for free now. And then he follows up saying, I guess the real question is, would you trade Dak for Tannehill on a first two-year window? Man, I think I, I like the first part of that. I do think Tannehill is kind of a sneaky play. Uh, the crazy part is I actually kind of think I actually kind of think Dak's a buy right now. Uh, I mean, like the, the world's never been lower on Dak. And I, I mean, in the offseason when I, and this is kind of the, the tricky part with Dak is that the public perception is so bad. Everyone hates Dak for whatever reason. Always. Um, but like he's a pretty good player. Like even right now, like he's had a, a a rough start, and like by EPA per play, he's still an above average to solid quarterback. So with Dak, for me, it, it, he's always one of those guys where it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts. But it always seems like by year's end, he's going to finish as a back end QB one, and then in the off season, when it's impossible to trade for quarterbacks, he becomes you know a two three round startup pick. So for me, I if I could buy Dak for Tannehill in a first, I think I would. Um, depending right. on if if I'm, it's tough because like if you're a contender, I don't think some a rebuilder really want Tannehill in that scenario. But you know if something was on the table like that, I think I I would pay that price for Dak. So tell me what's going on with uh because you're you're clearly a numbers guy. You you look a lot into uh, a lot into stats. What's going on with with CD Lamb right now? Man, that offense, the the issue with the Cowboys offense right now, um, I think is twofold, where first of all, they just can't play in a normal game to save their life. Like the, the game shows <laughs> they keep getting into is just like insane. They have it's like it's blowouts either way. And that's kind of the brutal part, especially for the passing game, you know, yeah. especially because like they just they never were in it versus the Niners. They won 38 three to ver versus the Patriots, 30 to 10 versus the Jets. Like it's tough to get your passing game going in that area. But the thing that concerns me about the offense and just CD in general is that Mike McCarthy is the one running it. And like he's had some very right. weird uh, quotes recently where he was kind of talking through how he wants us to be like a defensive team. Cause it, it's weird. He, he is somebody that uh, with the Packers, if you look back, like their neutral pass rate, of course he had Aaron Rodgers. So that's of course the caveat there, but they would pass the ball and they would kind of run up tempo. And it seemed like that's what they wanted to do early on in the season. And they've now just kind of like completely spiraled out of like what their identity even is. I mean, uh, you have McCarthy. There's like a quote saying that he felt like they weren't too far away from the 49ers and he he wants this team to win through their defense and rely on their defense and like almost create offense through the defense. I don't even know what he's talking about, but <laughs> it is concerning where like you would think like CeeDee Lamb is a good wide receiver. It is the question of uh, 
the thing that kind of I, I don't know I mean he showed it last year down the stretch and he was like a, a top eight guy so it's tough to say but sure. uh, you do wonder if he can kind of get to that level of like elite wide receiver one over an entire season uh, and that's kind of the concern with CeeDee Lamb for me but yeah it is it is a McCarthy issue where Kellen Moore I think was at least uh, he he ran this balanced offense but I think he at least understood you know CeeDee Lamb's a guy who needs to get the ball a bunch of times now I think by the time we get to the end of the season and we kind of see where things shake out I think CeeDee Lamb will probably finish fine as like you know back end wide receiver one something in that range but yeah it has just been a very weird uh first five weeks for the entire Cowboys offense it has what's your uh out of curiosity so your dynasty rankings for wide receiver who do you have first AJ Brown or CeeDee who's um I have AJ other? Brown just because I think AJ Brown is just so good man like I it's one of those things with AJ Brown where I think he's, I think he, uh, let me chill out for a second. I think he's like a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And if he okay. ever wasn't on one of these low volume passing offenses of Jalen Hurts or T- Tannehill and he got to play with Burrow or Kirk Cousins in either of these offenses, I think that he would also be um, on top of the world. And I think it also speaks a ton of volume about AJ Brown and how talented he is. Devontae Smith, very good player. Um, I kind of had to fend people off in the offseason of like, I don't think there's going to be a passing of the torch. Like, A.J. Brown, he's very, very good. He's a very hard wide receiver to supplant. I think it's shown. I mean, like, his target share hasn't flinched at all, and it's almost been Devontae Smith uh, fighting with Goddard uh, week in and week out. So, to me, I think that that's kind of a huge – because Devontae Smith is, no doubt, a great wide receiver. So, I think it's a a huge kind of, um, you know, badge for A.J. Brown there. What is uh, A.J. Brown's target share right now? Is it around 30, upper 20s or 30? Is yeah, it it's high? around 30. I had it pulled up yeah. earlier, but like even on a per route basis, he's at like 28%. Like he's, I don't think Devontae Smith is even over uh like 20% right now per route. So like, yeah, what what AJ Brown's doing, I mean, I have him here at I think I passed him. Oh, yeah, 32% of the targets, 27% target per route run. I mean, that's just insane. When Devontae Smith isn't even cracking, I don't think 20% of the targets right now. Um, or no, 22% of the targets, but 17% per route for Devontae. Yeah, so I guess that leads into this question, and and this is selfishly for me, but also for uh, for other players. So you look at a lot of stats, and we have so many stats at our disposal, it's ridiculous, right? So many. What are the, I mean, three to five like most important stats that we should be looking at or that you like to look at that you think are sticky and, and valuable? I think especially in season when you're trying to kind of sift through a lot of noise, um, I'll give I'll give two answers. I think for wide receivers in general, I think that they are actually it's interesting with wide receivers because they are maybe the most talent based position on the field because it's not difficult to run routes, right? Like you can you have guys like Calvin Austin and Allen Robinson running routes. So they all get the opportunity to kind of get open, command targets, whatever. So for with wide receivers, I love um yards per out run, targets per out run, um, and then also PFF receiving grades been pretty decent uh for like rookie wide receivers. Um but for the entirety, like I, it is kind of simple, but I do just sort of love um, expected points per game in FPOE. So just what are they producing over their expected volume? So expected points per game. I imagine most people are familiar with it, but it's just, you know, based on your ADOT, your target share, your red zone targets, how many points should you be putting up? And it's a good way to sometimes things can get inflated. Like it, I, I used to always be a target share guy and target share is great, but it's a little bit flawed in the sense of like, you know, having 30% of a, a small pie isn't giving you fantasy points, right? Like you still want to be scoring yeah. and you still want to be, you know, like 30% of the the Falcons offense versus let's say 24%. I, I was about like, to say, yeah. yeah, Drake London kind of thing. Yeah, that's the issue is like, it's impressive for sure. But at a certain point, you do need those points. So the way that I sort of evaluate players in season is by uh, PFF has a great expected points per game model. And so does Rotoviz. So I'm always kind of eyeballing, you know, 
uh, who's commanding a ton of volume, who's overproducing that, who's underproducing that. Um, and you also don't want to sort of run to the conclusion of like, oh, someone's really outperforming their volume. That's bad. I mean, there's some players like Tyree Kill, Brandon Ayuk. They're so good that they do that. And that's kind of, you know, also uh, a cool thing to look at of like who's actually a real difference maker on their volume. I have to ask you this, man, because, you, you know, so we're process over players. We're all about being player agnostic and, you know, everything is about about the process, looking at format, roster construction, all that stuff. You look a little bit more at players than, than we do, to say the least. Where is your head at on Justin Fields right now? Oh, boy. Justin Fields is <laughs> a uh, he's been an emotional roller coaster. I have. He was somebody, uh, I mean, when, when I first started making videos, he was somebody that I really planted my flag on uh, in that 2020, I think 2021 class or 2020 class, whichever one it was. Um, and I was very big on, I know some people in the space, uh, you know, kind of just shoehorn Trey Lance in there at 102. And I was very much, Fields is my 102. I just, there's too much going on here from like what he did in college. And people, yeah. I mean, this is it's irrelevant to where he's at now, Fields, but I mean, him and Justin or him and Trevor Lawrence as like high school recruits were interchangeable in terms of like, you know, all time uh, high school recruits coming out of school. Um, but Fields is a guy where it's so tough, man, because I think he's one of those guys that kind of like Jalen Hurts uh, a few years ago, where there's a pretty big disconnect to where he's at as a real life QB and where he's at as a fantasy right. QB and kind of walking that tightrope or tightrope in dynasty is hard. Um, it's funny because I haven't actually ranked my QBs yet. Um, but I do like, I'm still, I mean, I had Justin Fields. I mean, his last update QB eight, I probably right. have to put him behind a few now, like, um, Stroud to, uh, and I'll probably now to be fair, these, these ranks were before week one, um, from where I had him out last, but I think I would still have him as right. like a fringe top 12 QB. I do still believe, I mean, he's shown in the last few, few games. They did it last year. Luke Getze, uh, their offensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't know why he couldn't take any of the momentum from last year, but they did the same thing where they started super slow. Like Justin Fields was like cut and redraft leagues. Same thing this year. Mm -hmm. And then like week four, they sort of start to figure it out where they're actually skimming him up designed runs. Um, and it's exciting. But it, there is that weird twist of like, you know, the Bears could take the Panthers pick, take Caleb, you know, Justin Fields could get yeah. shipped off somewhere. And you, like there's a lot in the balance uh, future wise with Justin Fields. But I think right now, I think I would be comfortable taking him probably like at the two, three turn of a startup. I don't know if that's, um, high relative to where, to where he's valued at right now but fields is somebody that i do believe in i think that he sort of showed a lot um on the field i mean it was washington of course but i thought he looked amazing you know he's throwing good balls he's getting used in the running game like he is a very special right. talent he is a special talent he's a and he's a gamer and unfortunately i am a i am a washington fan so i was i was depressed by that i Man. was like come on this is one we're supposed to win yeah on, that on one the is schedule bad. You got, they nope. looked great against the Eagles, too, the week before. I was like, oh, my God, Sam Howell was dealing. And I was like, Sam Howell, I mean, Sam Howell's a guy, too, who I felt – I didn't have him, like, QB1 or anything. But to me, him and Kenny Pickett, like, I thought he was a better prospect than Kenny, Kenny Pickett, at least for what we do sure. in terms of fantasy. So, like, Kenny Pickett going 20th overall and Howell falling to the fifth, I thought was crazy. So what do you think about him now, Sam Howell? I, why do I think he's going to do well against Atlanta this week? I don't know. Man, it's tough. Atlanta, Atlanta's defense is – pretty solid it, it's tough it, it he howell at this point you know you're you're early enough in his starts at this point that you, you can't really take anything too too concrete but i will say with howell is that he's at least been good enough like i'm a jets fan right like so if if zach wilson looked like that over his first like six career games or five career games like i'd be pretty stoked so 
and you get him on like a you know this Brock Purdy deal as well. So from like a real life perspective, I think Howell is in a great spot for for dynasty purposes. I, I do think that he is kind of in that you know. I mean, Kenny Pickett versus versus Sam Howell, I think, is like a real close discussion, you know, and I think him in that kind of area of your like Derek Carr, Goffs, Geno, um, all of those guys, I think that Sam Howell deserves to be in that mix. It, it is kind of tough to um, walk that, you know, that walk that line of kind of like, how do you feel about him moving forward? So I do like the Healy scrambles and stuff. I do think I do think the enemy is kind of clipping the wings of that offense a little bit with like the target shares of Terry McCorn and Jahan Dotson are absurd. Like I think it's they're all both below 20%. Place. Like it's it's awful. Yeah, Diami Brown. It's like, yeah, I know you guys played <laughs> ball in in college and all, but come on now, come on. Let's no, I whatever. I used I used to like Diami Brown, but put the ball in uh, in Terry McLaurin and, and Jahan Dotson's hands. Uh, let's go to this one right here. It is a super chat. Thank you very much from CLC F fifteen Hammers and Basements. So Hammers is our thing, and obviously Basements is you. I'll have to ask you about that as well. Sounds like a true crime doc, he says. <laughs> 12 teams, super flex, start nine, PPR, one and five after a string of bad luck. Wrong to sell Bijan Tyreek. Hold on for next year. So it's kind of a short ish term question, but it's like you're one and five. Would you be moving these pieces or would you be looking to do something else? Man, at one and five, the cards are stacked against you. Yeah. I, the rest of the team would have to be. It would have to blow my socks off. The rest of the the rest of the team would have to, blow, you know what I mean. Like the starting line would have to be like a true, you know, monsters lineup, and it's like truly bad luck. Um, and I do believe you that it's bad luck, but I would probably start to look elsewhere. Now, I wouldn't sell them for you know, like you don't want to you don't want to sell low on any of these guys and make it kind of clear that you're desperate. But if you can get the proper hauls, I think especially Tyreek, where Tyreek is one of these assets where uh, it's funny. We do this every year, like me included, right? We're like Tyreek Hill in the offseason, you know. I don't know, wide receiver 13, wide receiver 12. And then we get to the season and he's number one wide receiver in fantasy. And he's now he's now all of a sudden, you know, wide receiver six, right? Like he does this every single year. Um, so if you can sell at this point in the cycle where he is, you know, a top five wide receiver in dynasty, I think you should. Um, and of course, Bijan, Bijan's always going to have uh, trade value, but I, I think this is something that um, Scott, you know, kind of hammers home, home as well with these running backs. If you're not competing, they got to go. Um, so if I could... I think especially right now with the Jefferson stuff, if you can kind of take your Bijan, hit up the Jefferson owner, if the Jefferson owner is competing, see you can kind of get uh, going there. Because I imagine you don't have to, I don't, I don't know if you really have to put anything on top of Bijan to get Jefferson right now. Yeah, you might be able to just do a, do a clean swap. I might have to send out a couple, uh, <laughs> gotta check my Bijan shares and send something out when we're live here and be like, you know, Ron made me do it. No, um, <laughs> yeah, Tyreek, every time I, I think about him, it's people are like, oh, yeah, he's old, this and that, like declining value. Look at him. Does he look old when he's playing football? No, he's going to score. I mean, the, the window with Dynasty is getting shorter and shorter every single year, two to three year window. I was, that that's out the window, right? So Tyreek is almost like a buy at, at proper value for every team, except for someone who's stripped down to the studs, because even if you're rebuilding and have Tyreek, you're holding a lot of points that somebody's going to want at some point. Right. I mean, just yep. <laughs> fading, fading Tyreek is just, it's just bad process to, <laughs> use the, uh, to use the process word there. Okay. So let's move on to, uh, to another question here. We'll knock out this other super and then we'll move on to something else. Um, Thomas, thank you very much. 10 team super flex start nine. My QBs are Mahomes, Burrow, T-Law. Would you trade Burrow and CMC for Jefferson 24 first 
24 second and a 25 first. I'm really hesitant. This is the cheapest he would do for Jefferson. By the way, I love you, Ron. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, Burrow that and McCaffrey for Jefferson. Ugh. Because, okay, a startup right now, in a startup, Burrow is still going to go ahead of Jefferson and Superflex startups next year, right? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like to look at values like that, but it's close, man. I think it's close, too. I think what probably, it's tough to say where McCaffrey's going for. I imagine McCaffrey is probably a 24 first and like a second, maybe, maybe a had more but it's tough i mean we were talking montgomery you can't get a first four running backs in general are tough if they're not young um so this is a it's a 10 teamer that's a little bit that is interesting and you're getting you're trading away mccaffrey you're getting jefferson first second hesitant as cheap as you would do for jefferson to me i think i i think i'm on the side of holding i do get in a start nine ten team you do definitely want to offload one of those quarterbacks it's tough without knowing kind of where this team is at. I mean, if if they aren't right. actually trying to win, I imagine if you're trying to trade off McCaffrey right now, maybe you're not trying to win. You're maybe you're trying to sort of spark a rebuild. I don't know. Yeah, it is a true coin flip. I, I am hesitant to take either side here. I'm trying to sort of work through it myself. But I think I think even in that format, I'm probably taking Burrow CMC side. But it is like it's a it, it is almost a true coin flip. It kind of depends where you're at. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it th- there is more context that, that could help there, but clearly it is it is close. And yeah. Thomas, you know what you're doing, and so does the other guy or girl. But yeah, I think at a 10 team, uh, I would lean Jefferson because you're you're probably right in that um he wants to get rid of C isn't exactly looking to contend, right? He's giving away yeah. CMC and picking up Jefferson. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Hope hopefully we helped you out <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and uh and Ron said he loves you too, or said thank you at least. <laughs> um all right, so let's move off of that one there. So let me ask you, um, Ron, talk about first tell me what is the basement? <laughs> the uh basement is what you see behind me um it is just kind of where i've always recorded my videos because it started out um it started out so this was but we moved in here uh right during the start of the pandemic but it's funny like i could walk to my old house um and they've both wherever i've gone i've always had kind of a man cave for me and my buddies and i don't it's i kind of think about it now i feel bad a little bit because i do have a little brother um he's a senior in high school and i've always kind of hogged those spots where me and my buddies like literally the couch behind me yeah. i'll you know me and my buddies will, will come down here we'll watch monday night football and like hang out um and it is a little bit of a pain to kind of you know like i'm talking to a camera right here and i have to kind of like maneuver my entire workspace to have friends over and stuff um but that's always kind of what that's always kind of what it was and at first like it started when like nobody was watching i was pretty much like almost like whispering in my mom's basement like hoping that nobody really (laughs) heard anything um and it's always been kind of the thing on top of that is is something that i've always sort of prided myself on um is like you know, in the sports industry, a lot of guys, you know, are wearing kind of like suits and like kind of, you know, being very uh, proper. But I, I sort of pride myself yeah. on, you know, the basement like this is I, I try to make an environment that is, you know, relaxing and just kind of like you're hanging out in the basement with like me and my buddies. You know, like there's no you know, there's no barriers. There's no like me dressing up or anything. It's just like you're hanging out right. with me. Um, and I try to I try to be, you know, my true self. 
<laughs> I, I just love how you start the back to the basement. You use that voice. <laughs> um, look at this. Yeah. The basement is in the house while well, below the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Joey. He said, um, Ron, what do you do when your format favors running backs, but your league overvalues them even for the format? Man, that is tough. So I do. I do. Um, I find myself getting burned in those spots. I'm going to be honest with you where I am more um, pretty aggressively zero RB. Like that's something else where if I am like tanking, like I'm going to have, like I have a team right now where it's actually, um, it kind of has come up. It's kind of run good here, but like my two running backs were like Jeff Wilson and Keontae Ingram as, as like a tanking team. I probably have to now sell right. those guys. Um, but yeah, like it, I can find myself getting burned there. Cause I'll almost lean into that, but it is tough. I mean, if everyone's going to hold on to running backs, I, I guess my only word of advice would be to only buy the best ones as kind of like, I know that that's sort of like cheesy, mm -hmm. but like I wouldn't, you know, if, if the asking price in that league is like a first for David Montgomery, I'd maybe go all the way up to your, you know, your McCaffrey's your, um, but I do think that there are some other ones like, uh, like we talked about like Kamar and Aaron Jones. I think even in a heavy format like that, I doubt anyone's kind of, you know, stiffing you for a first on those guys. So I don't know. It is. I, I think it is kind of just uh, kicking the tires and looking around. So let me ask you this in terms of your dynasty rankings. Um, have you made it to tight end yet? Um, I have not. I got through all my running backs. So I got through 50 wide receivers and tomorrow I'm going to finish them up. But I do have kind of where I had him last uh, last time I did these um, and kind of an idea in my head. And I do have my rest of season rankings as well. So I kind of have a, a feel there. Where are you going to put Mr. Laporta? Where are you at in that in that argument? Man, that's one that I have not thought all the way through i think man like laporta laporta versus pitts is a very tough one um for me to sort of think through he is scoring points i don't think i can put him over pitts i don't think i, I think i'll have him probably right in the mix of like tight end four i think i'd have him i don't know i, I feel like i'm about to get flamed by the comments here <laughs> but i think it's gonna be i think I, I think i'll probably have pitts andrews and kelsey ahead of him um is probably where i'll settle out but I, i'll definitely be going back and forth on that tomorrow and kind of looking through like him or Hawkinson might be, uh, I guess, is the question there. Yeah, I think him yeah. and Hawkinson is, is very close. I think I think him, Hawkinson, Pitts very close. And then, like, you can go uh, over Kelsey if you'd like as well. If, like, you know, him being 34 or whatever is off-putting. But we saw if you had him in a tight end premium last night, Kelsey, like, you're probably looking very good. Mm. Yeah, he, he did his thing. That's for sure. He did. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Tizone says that shirt is fire. Thank you, man. Yeah, I got the Dynasty Trades and Five merch. This guy has bought a bunch of merch, apparently. <laughs> it's good dude. He's in our Discord, too. He, the other day, he was like, I need a I need a glass mug like for, for beer. And I was like, okay. And I went in there and designed <laughs> it, and he bought it. So we don't sell, apparently, we don't sell enough merch if I'm able to like make like a little custom thing, like kind of on the fly there, right? Is, isn't, that yeah. a, isn't that a problem? <laughs> too low. <laughs> too low volume if i'm able to go in there and uh privatize it okay let's see here let's go to uncle re Un uncle rico he says uh thank you for the super chat basements baby super flex tight end premium i have burrow deshaun fields in a rebuild looking to move fields in one of these deals so give fields commit foreman <laughs> given three bears get anthony richardson and ferguson Okay, or give Fields, Komet, Foreman, and Addison, get JJ and Chubb. Are these deals good? Which one's better? I absolutely love the first one. Um, yes. 
even as it's funny as much as uh, I think it's I think it's almost your rite of passage. If you're if you were a Fields guy, you're an Anthony Richardson guy. Um, in my last update, I mean, after week one, I know he's hurt and everything, but to me, like, as much as I gushed about CJ Stroud earlier, like, I think I'd have Anthony Richardson just ahead where he looks apart as a, you know, a scorer in fantasy where he can have that Lamar Jackson, nobody touches him season. The arm talents, I mean, I know some people are going to come out of the word work and be like, oh, but his Columbus percentage is under 60%. It's like, he's making great throws downfield. Steichen, Steichen to me looks like one of the best head coaches in the NFL, um, so, yeah, man, I, I do love you said you're kind of in a rebuild as well. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. You get Richardson. He's not going to score points for you for a little while here. Yep. You get shut down the rest of the season. I mean, that first one, I, I have I have Richardson over uh, I have Richardson over field straight up. So it doesn't really feel like I mean, what, like Ferguson versus like, you know, Komet, whatever uh, Foreman. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of thrown out for me uh, when you're getting somebody like Richardson. And I mean, Ferguson and Komet are kind of a toss up to me anyways exactly that that kind of uh kind of cancels out and then the addison one uh get jj and chubb what do you think about addison let me just uh let me just pull him out of that where's your head actually, at with um i actually put him today at wide receiver 20 um i like him he's interesting to me uh where i know i, I know matt Harmon. I, I don't know if you guys have had him on before i don't think that he's really gushed about um his route running or anything and he's somebody that i do like to go to um, but I was told coming out of school that Addison was supposed to be the sweet route runner. He had a cool route um, versus, I think, I don't know, the Chiefs this week where he looked good. Jefferson coming out. Um, I haven't really pushed him up too much because of the Jefferson stuff. Uh, he's just been he's been good this year. You know, he's scoring points uh, per route basis, like not super, super elite. But, you know, he is in the same offense as um, Jefferson, of course. And he's kind of, he kind of is showing to he, he's kind of reminding me a little bit of like Devontae Smith rookie season um, where it's not like a ton. But like, you know, he was drafted highly. It looks good. Um, yeah, so for me, I have him as like a top 20 guy, and he's somebody where if I have him, uh, I'm not really looking to move off of him. because so I do think that he could be in for uh, a ton in this KOC offense. I don't know. I mean, it's not it, it would make so much sense for a team like the Falcons or my Jets to get Kirk Cousins, but I, I would be I'm betting against it. I, the NFL owners are too stubborn. They're all they're all going to sit on their hands at the deadline. None of them want to make the move. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with Addison. Cousins has been traded for years and years and years, every single year. I, f- I feel like it was always uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco. I mean, it, it, made, it made sense, right? The whole Shanny mm-hmm. thing. But every single year, Kirk Cousins is gone. He's like, no, I'm still here, and I'm going to be a back-end <laughs> QB1. Like, that's that's what I do <laughs> pretty much, right? Um, so let's uh, let's put up this. CLC, I, I'll have to look back and try to find the other part of yours. We'll go to BF23 right here. Thank you for the super chat. I don't recognize this uh this name. This might be uh this might be a Ron Stewart uh disciple here. Either way, thank you. One of two, uh 12 team super flex, start nine, half PPR, full PPR for tight ends. It's a new league. Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Dobbs, Henry, James Cook, B Rob, Spears, uh Jeff Wilson, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Godwin, Williams, Dodson um two and three but feels like a lot to overcome to compete trying to move running backs should i also look to tear down from aj brown waddle higgins tear down all on bottom teams so would ajb plus godwin for christian watson flowers late 21st 24 second too much of a tear down I think I'd actually sort of, I agree that I would probably tear things down if I had that roster and was like kind of in the middle there. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually, I think I said something out similar to that this morning. Um, 
I, I did like hop on my laptop this morning, send out a couple offers. I think one of them might have been uh, Amon Ross St. Brown for like flowers in a, in a first. That's going to be like middle. Um, and maybe that's, you know, selling myself a little bit short, but I like, I, I don't mind. I mean, if I can get flowers plus Ray J Brown and that sort of setup, I 100% would. But yeah, I'm so definitely moving down. Um, like Henry, I'd want gone. Cook, I'd want gone. B Rob, I want gone. Wilson, if I can even just sell for like a third or something, I want gone. Tear down from Brown. Godwin, I want gone. I'd keep Garrett Wilson around, but yeah, I, I would definitely um, start wheeling and dealing a little bit. Yeah. So on your last show, or maybe second to last show, you are a uh, you are a Zay Flowers fan, aren't you? you? You were looking at like the, I think you were looking at the trajectory with with Rooks uh, wide receivers, how they tend to get better as the season goes along, and all. I won't put the wrong words in your mouth, but talk to me about Zay Flowers. Um, I actually appreciate that. Uh, Pretty much what it is with Zay Flowers is I had my concerns early on in the season that he was going to be a little bit more gadgety, like kind of like he had sort of Kadarius Tony type of usage where they were like skimming him touches right. and kind of doing bubble routes and stuff. Um, but that's completely changed here. And maybe it's been sort of out of necessity with this wide receiver group sort of failing. But um, I'm very much into Zay Flowers right now, where if we look at expected points per game, uh, what we were talking about earlier, like targets and ADOT and all of that. He was kind of get cheap volume early on. So he was like almost outperforming it in a way where, you know, the cheap volume isn't going to show up. And that's kind of what I like as well with expected points per game is it takes into account a dot. Right. So it kind of can, uh, it, 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 you know, having a huge target share, like, a, you know, and I think that's kind of what we got duped by uh, Kadarius Tony a little bit with as well when he had like a crazy target prout run or whatever uh, after his rookie year. If you're around the line of scrimmage, it's kind of junk. Um, but Zay Flowers has kind of found a way where now he's the wide receiver 18 in expected points per game, which as a rookie, that's crazy. But he's the wide receiver 35 in points per game. So that tells us, you know, yeah. like he is underperforming that by a ton. And that's kind of to be expected with wide, rookie wide receivers where they can, you right. know, um, build as the year goes on and kind of fit into that role, gain some efficiency here. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I think Lamar Jackson, in terms of his throwing this year, I think he's like third in Great. PFF passing grade. Like he's this is one of the best years he's had as a thrower. Like you can you can go side by side. Um with his MVP year in terms of throwing like through the air. Uh, so that's really exciting, especially in this Monken offense and everything. So flowers to me, I think that there are like, he, he has potential for like a, a, a very crazy, uh, you know, second half of the season. What do you think in dynasty? The Delta is between uh chan and flowers. So if I'm uh if I'm an a chan owner, it's, it's tough because he was crushing it so much, right. He's scoring so many freaking fantasy points. He is a running back, which, you know, you know how long their uh, shelf life is. Um, gosh, I mean, what do you think the Delta is there? I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. How close? I'd probably want I'd probably want a first and another thing. I'd probably want flowers, a future first. Man, it gets so tough. It's, it gets so tough with HN because I just I just want to hold on to him. But it is it, it makes yeah. sense. Like if you're in a rebuild, you know, he was scoring points. And I, I mean, now he's kind of a little bit more rebuild dish because he's not going to score as many points. But still, like you don't really want to hold on to a running back. So, yeah, I would want I would want flowers. I'd want to pick um, like a 24 first and then maybe I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to be um, reasonable here. And I probably want another <laughs> running back, maybe like a anywhere from if I'm competing like a uh Kamara, Aaron Jones, if I'm rebuilding like a, or maybe not rebuilding, but you know, want like a young piece, like a Charbonnet or something. Um, but even then, I don't know that that's enough. So, so you want you want a lot if you're going to be giving away uh, HN. What about yeah. your your boy your boy uh, Brees Hall? T- talk to me about Brees Hall. Do you do you do you like him? Do you like his numbers? What you're what you're seeing? Obviously, he's a he's a stud when he's on the field. He's a beast. But go ahead. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, he is he, he, he is the only jo- outside of watching the defense. He's the only joyful part of my Sundays. Where <laughs> yeah. Brees is on the it's 
I, I mean, uh, like the run out that the the Dalvin Cook apologist got here. Um, I don't know where your stance was on that, but I, I had so many people like in the redraft community. I was, you know, Dalvin Cook gets signed there, and all of a sudden, Brees Hall is like a fifth, sixth round pick, and everyone's like, "Oh my yeah, god, he's dad, right? Be the guy, yeah." And it was just like, I mean, Dalvin Cook's been. I mean, he's been the worst running back in the NFL. I truly think, I mean, this is kind of a dynasty take. As a Jets fan, and I know that they can't do it because of sunk costs and seven mil, I am begging them to make Cook inactive and give us Abinaconda, man. He looks so good in the preseason. Yeah. Is he Abinaconda? I know he might be on taxi squads out there and stuff. Do not cut him. Just let him be. He's going to be decent one day. Um, but yeah, with Brees Hall, he's so special. Like the breakaway run rate, he's the only one that, in terms of like a per touch basis, is even like, you know, sniffing what HN was doing, just per touch, explosive run rate, EPA per rush, like everything you kind of look at. Um, and I think the volume is only going to get ramped up. He also hit, um, I think last year his like max speed he hit was actually, it's funny, he hit it in Denver. I think it was like 20, 21.85 uh, miles per hour. He hit 21.5 on the longest uh, run this mm. week. So he's like 95% back from it. Um, it's truly special stuff. Yeah, I have met like RB2. Um, he's amazing. It's really just going to come down to if the Jets can stop being stubborn about Davin Cook and they can stop being stubborn about these Michael Carter third down snaps and like two minute oh, drill snaps. Um, it, it, and I think that that's sort of part of the ramp up. I think eventually he's going to, you know, probably maybe maybe go 50 50 in the two minute drill long down and distance stuff. I do like Carter. Um, but yeah, Brees Hall is so special to me. I'd have him as like a two, three uh, turn sort of startup pick right now, maybe late second. Yeah, he's I've, I've got I've got one league where I'm I'm just. I guess I just need to get more busy or like shed a couple leagues or something, but I have so <laughs> many, frick I have so much value stuffed in running back right now. I'm like thinking of it right now and it's driving me crazy. I've got HN, Brees, uh, Bijan, and Gibbs, I think. Like, what the hell wow. am I doing? Why am I holding <laughs> all that value on that team? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's go to this one here from. Gosh, CLC or CLC F15. Did you put something else with this? If you did, would you mind just pasting it back again into the comments? I don't have uh I don't have Shane, who's my star superstar stud. Yeah, star guy. Let me say star again. Yeah. There we go. Uh we'll go to Jason D in the meantime. Thank you for your super chat. Traded Debo and Downs for Jacoby Myers, Zay Flowers, and a 24 first. Complete rebuild. Also sent Waddle for Devontae Smith and a 25 first. I have six firsts next two years. So let's start with that first one. Debo and Downs for Jacoby Myers, Zay Flowers, and a first. Yeah, I mean, I think Jason yes. crushed both of these. I mean, he crushed both. I have, I have, to me, I have uh, Flowers ahead of, or I have like Flowers and Debo about equal. So what he traded Debo and Downs for Myers. Yeah, I, I mean, I have Zay Flowers and Debo is like a coin flip. Um, I probably prefer Flowers there. Um, and I'll just kind of wash them out. And then like downs for Jacoby Myers at 24 first, which is kind of ridiculous. So, I mean, like, yes. Um, and then Waddle and Devonta Smith are in the same tier for me. So if you can, if you can, you know, it's not even a tier down. If you can just kind of laterally collect the 25 first, like good on you, man. Like those are both great. Yeah. Keep, keep busy in your, in your league, Jason, like you're doing, because there, there's some, uh, there's some value gaps, apparently <laughs> you're, you're, you're cleaning up, uh, you're cleaning up here. So just, just stay active. All right, so let's switch uh let's switch uh topics a little bit here, Ron. So I'm gonna throw this up. How'd you get started with content creation? Yeah, it's actually um it's funny. I know uh pandemic was obviously like a pretty tough time for everybody. And for me it was uh I mean if we can go all the way back, like we're talking so I actually what actually was like my start in fantasy or not my start, but like the thing that like really got me into it. 
Um, so I used to love the uh, player profiler guys. The uh, mm-hmm. I thought Sonic Sonic Truth was amazing back then with like Nate Liss right. and um, the Pod Father and everything. So and I I remember him kind of like reaching out or sort of like putting almost like an ad in one of his podcasts of like you know people to help out with either articles or whatever. And I was like a junior in high school. Like I, I listened to these guys on like my my bus ride in and um, all of that. Like I got into my first dynasty league then. Um, so I reached out, but then I I kind of chickened out. I mean, we were junior in high school, you had a lot going on. Um, but then this pandemic yep. hit, and I was like, I got nothing going on. So I sort of I replied to my original email email, and I was like, it's funny. I actually I got started pretty young. I was like 19, uh, freshman in college, uh, and like the pandemic hits like that spring, and I got nothing going on. So I'm like, you know what? With this time, I should be writing articles or like trying to make because it was something I was very passionate about. Like my my dream had always been. I, I grew up. It's funny, man. Like people were like watching cartoons and stuff. Like I would grew up like. I was watching Mike and Mike in the morning, like every morning before. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love Mike and Mike in the morning. Were right. like oh, Greenberg so was like right. the guy to me. Um, so like they were amazing, uh, and it was kind of like that was always my dream was to have something, you know, it, something in that world. And like I think everybody knows, like it's impossible to get on like ESPN or one of these big networks. And I think honestly, at this point, they're also not what they used to be. Uh, if I can put that, you know, lightly, like they're no. like man like sports center back in the day and just kind of like i know i was like a kid but i I imagine you know you as like a sports fan um they used to be you know routine tv like they were amazing um so that's kind of what where the the sort of drive for it sort of started but it always just sort of felt like a dream where i was like i was pursuing like either like marketing or accounting something in the business world um i wrote articles the articles go went well i'm a a decent writer um but it's it's tough you know in this sort of uh I don't know what you want to call it marketplace to get started writing articles. You know, uh, you have to be a top 0.1% writer to like really stick out, sure. you know, if, if you're writing for one of these sites. So um, I did, uh, I love the opportunity to do that. And that kind of got my, you know, got my footing, but then I was like, all right, let's start, you know, what are, what, is, what else everyone else is doing, you know, podcasting. So I just started recording in my basement and like, it sucked. <laughs> like it was, it was not a good product. <laughs> right. You can go to my channel, go to my <laughs> latest, like, I don't even know. I, I wasn't acting like myself. Like it, it's tough to kind of get into a rhythm of all of it. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my start. It was like I started writing articles and I just started. I started putting everything into uh, you know on screen stuff. The pandemic kind of you know sparked that for me. Just gave me like the free sure. time to actually do it. Um, and then I sort of stuck with it. I the college. Uh, so I was like, going to community college at the time, so I could do it from home and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it was time, you know, the two years were up. It was time to go to a four year. Um, and at that time, I, yeah. I was way too small to not go to a four year. But my mom was my mom's amazing. I was just like, let's try this for like one year um, and sort of see what happens. So and that's kind of just where it's been since. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I see on your your YouTube channel. It looks like you've joined September 2011. But like, when did you <laughs> when did you really start? um when did your channel really start ramping? Because you have thirty six thousand four hundred subscribers on here, almost eight hundred videos. Yeah. When, when did sh- when did shit take off for you? <laughs> it's funny. I actually uh, something else that I probably should have mentioned as well that like kind of perfectly married the two is like I loved Mike and Mike in the morning, but as kind of a younger guy, like growing up, like YouTube was you know in the rotation of like your Netflixes and everything. I love YouTube. I love uh, yeah. honestly a, a dream as well was like becoming a YouTuber, but I didn't really think I could be um, one of those guys. So that's why you can see, I mean, I was like, I was 10 years old and I made this account and it's like been my personal account and I've just posted on it um, and just kind of decided, I thought it would maybe be, be, be more authentic, but maybe looking back, it'd be smarter to have my own personal. Um, but yeah, like uh, the, that first summer, I, so the spring of the pandemic happened, what, like uh, 2020 spring? Mm-hmm. Um, that summer, I mean, like we're talking, I, I was scraping, like I said, the videos were not good. Uh, 
uh, the algorithm. I'm sure you guys have kind of figured it out. I, I would also say, by the way, to give you guys your flowers, like the dynasty trades in five uh, format of like what you guys have been doing, which is like the normal. I know that these streams do great, but you guys have those, you know, it's just like one player and you can kind of, you know, just sort of sift through them. People are mm-hmm. looking for that, like with hot topics and stuff. Um, but like it's it's tough at first to get into the algorithm, you know. Um, so I was like, I was like almost boots on the grounding, uh, videos into like Reddit and like, you know, like I'm banned go. from r slash fantasy football because I was posting my own Are content you? <laughs> you were um, going against it, guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Then I it completely justified. I was, I was sure. awful. Um, but yeah, so that was a, that was tough and it was really just like pretty much the first thing. And I, I almost, I almost quit like that summer. I didn't find any traction in season. Didn't really find much traction. Um, and it's actually funny, the Jets hire Robert Sala uh, spring of 2021 or like winter of 2021. And I was just like, you know what? This is a fancy channel, but screw it. Like, I'm a Jets fan. This is huge. I'm going to talk yeah. about it. And that was like my first video to get like 5,000 views. And it got picked up in like the Jets fan algorithm. And that kind of gave me yeah. some momentum. Um, and then it was that summer. The it, kind of the and I know it's, it kind of sucks. I, I think Dynasty, you guys probably or not you guys. I'm in I make Dynasty content as well. But like right. draft season is where you get like that really big bump. But in terms of like the astronomical like climb you can get and redraft like in that August to September area, yeah. um, it's insane. Like you can you can like 10x your subs if you kind of play your cards right, especially early on. Um, so that's kind of what what it was. Was like that summer was like decent, uh, getting to like you know maybe like a thousand subs, and then that following summer. So that was like summer of 2022. Um, that's where things went crazy. Yeah, and that's one thing I. I... I respect it and appreciate about your, uh, your content too. I just look at your, your videos and you have so many comments in your videos. The, you have a community, right? And that's what we uh, take a lot of pride in is, is the community we've built. You do the same thing. I mean, it's clear. I, I looked at your last video. It had like 150 comments and we get a lot of action too. So I think that just speaks to, uh, you know, to what you're, what you're doing. we like to think what we're doing too. So Thank good you. stuff there. We'll, we'll stay at one more question on the content creator side. So tips for aspiring or new content creators. Can I also just say, I'm jealous as hell that you're super young and I didn't find out until my late thirties that I wanted to, to make YouTube videos. No, but what, um, what are some <laughs> tips? What are some tips that you have? Yeah, I would just say I'm I'm very lucky in that. Just like like I said, like my my mom, I live with my mom in my mom's basement. Like she's so like it's funny too because she used to be a stickler. Like she used to be like you're going to school, you're doing this, you're doing this. But um, she did definitely like believe in me and kind of give me the leeway of like okay, I mean, I see that you're putting like real time, real hours into all this stuff. So if you think that it can work, then go for it. Um, but the tip I I would genuinely say to anybody out there that wants to start consecration is, is twofold. First of all, like just you got to stop like i I know everyone i I have buddies like you can't have excuses like there's i have buddies out there um that are like oh man i love to start this like sports podcast we talk nba basketball but it's like i don't got the right camera or the right mic it's like for the first hundreds of videos i did it was literally on my iphone 8 audio and everything through my iphone 8 edited by me and iMovie if you want it bad enough you can create it just you have and you have to do it now because the second part of this is to just keep on doing because the first like I said, my first hundred videos, they were not good. They were not good. It, it's, yeah. it takes so long to get comfortable on camera and get into a rhythm and find something that works. But if you do believe in yourself and you believe in the content you're creating, like build it and they will come. It might take, a, it might take six months. It might take a year. It might take two years until you actually get into the algorithm, but you have to keep on going. And then on top of that is what I'd say is you have to experiment. Like I think um, it's very huge of the, you know, kind of like doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? Like if you're not getting views, yeah. change the thumbnail, experiment with titles, experiment with maybe try out TikTok right. or one of these other spots. You know, you have to 
you can't just like you know you can't just mail it in once a week on youtube and like that's it like it has to be you have to be you know trying to get to your goal no for sure it's it's uh it's tough it is tough i mean there there are times where yeah you you want to you want to quit you get you get burnt out i think um I, I guess it's mr beast who always just says you just try to make the best videos you possibly can and and i think i think that's true too like the algorithm yeah titles and thumbnails absolutely do do make a difference but the the better your videos are the longer people watch them the more they make it to the end and then see your end screen click click on another video average view duration if you want to keep people on your channel and get more people to watch it just make awesome freaking videos and that's why yeah. we actually like got rid of uh we got rid of intros and stuff too we just started getting right into the content and whether that's good for monetization or not that's a different story but people appreciated like oh here we go we hit we hit live and we're talking dynasty but um yeah look at this brian ricks back in the basement with a collab <laughs> No, this is good stuff. So I've got a couple. Um, I've got a couple starred ones here. So yeah, CLC F15. I have this from you. Thank you very much. But it just lists like six or seven players. Not. I don't know what to do with it. Where's Shane in my life? Chris, thank you for your super chat and for everyone in the crowd. I did turn them off. Um, weird-ish question. One QB PPR start ten going to Superflex in 2025. What should I be selling Brock for? Last place have 24 first, 225 first. Bryce is my backup. Inbox offer early second and fourth for Purdy and my third. Seems way short. So it's a one QB going to Superflex in 25. Hmm. And you're in last place. Here's my here's my thing. I wonder if you could just hold on to him. I wonder if you could just, you know, if you're already in last place, it, it, it depends on where you feel about Brock Purdy. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about Brock Purdy just yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, if he does this for the entire year and he's now what, like a year three quarterback as like a top 18, like, I, I think that there might be able to just, you might be able to just sell him for a first in the off season when it's officially, you know, a, a super flex league, people are kind of, those people are going to look up and be like, I was a contending team and I only had one usable quarterback every week and then boom, you sell him Purdy. Um, or you can kind of do like a one year turnaround where I, I don't love rebuilding for more than like a year. So Purdy might be a decent piece for you again. Like Purdy's probably not scoring a ton, an, enough if you're in last place and still probably going to get Caleb Williams. Like you can sort of maneuver your way around there. So I, I think, I don't know, unless you can, unless you can kind of find a way to get first. Um, oh, he's twenty many points coming a problem. Yeah. I, I, if you can find the first, I, I'd say if you can find the first, right. sell him, but, I might just hold. I might just hold. I I, t I totally agree. I think if you get a if you get a first now and in a one QB, sure. But otherwise, not. Yeah, you're a second and a fourth, and you're giving a third back. You're right, Chris. Agreed. Way too uh, way too short. And <laughs> I think I just had a bug. I'll have to look back <laughs> at the at the at the screen. But I think I just had a bug go right down my neck. I'm at the <laughs> beach on a on a porch right now down here in North Carolina for a wedding. Yeah, I can feel that thing like going down my back. Uh, but yeah, Chris, uh, try to get a first. Otherwise, hold. Okay, and let's go to the last um, super chat I had, but we'll go back to the crowd. Arm the Shark said, yo, I love Ron. Only reason I play fantasy was his zero RB video. What video is he talking about? Um, also, shout out Arm the Shark. That's a, that's a name I actually um, recognize. He's somebody that's always in the community. Um, but I had, uh, it was probably like two years ago. Um, 
I felt like, and I think it's it's been covered much better, especially last year because it was so it was like a it was actually like you know a good strategy last year where a lot of the top guys went down. You had Jefferson be amazing, um, of course, like Cup the year before that. Uh, but there was a time on on fantasy YouTube I felt like it was misrepresented. Um, I felt like there were a lot of guys who kind of executed, and this is in redraft where they kind of executed it poorly. Um, where a lot of the times they would take like you know they would call it zero RB, but they would take like let's say it's a, a three wide receiver one flex. They would start like three wide receivers and then hammer the dead zone running backs, walk, you know, kind of walk right into Mike Davis and, you know, uh, these type of uh, running backs and stuff. And they were just sort of executing it all wrong. Um, so I kind of made that video. It did pretty well. I mean, uh, at the time, it did really, really well. Um, I think that that was one of the first videos that kind of uh, put me down the path of like redraft season. I've sort of found the groove of like these draft strategy videos have done really well for me. Um, and that was probably like the first one that like really made it click um, a, a year or two ago. Yeah, is it the one I'm looking at your channel right now? Is it the one with CMC? Oh, you got, I guess both of them have CMC on the thumbnail. There's one that has 23K views and then two years ago, 15K views. Maybe Probably that, that one. one. Yeah. yeah, probably that one. <laughs> you look young as shit. Nah. <laughs> That's funny. You, 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 like have, you have like 20. no facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Simon says too late for a super chat. Yes. But look at this. You got your question up here. Uh, Gibbs or Higgins in a 12 team Superflex PPR start 10. I think I'm still Gibbs. If we're talking, uh, if we're talking dynasty, I think I'm still Gibbs. I, I, it's just, I love Gibbs. It's come coming out of college. Um, of course, his usage so far has been tough, but at the same time, we're only five games in, you know, he's been hurt for one of them. It's really tough to come away you know, like I remember Jonathan Taylor's rookie year where like until like week 10 guys were people were very scared about what Jonathan Taylor oh, was yeah. putting on the field through like eight to 10 weeks. Like it's so, so early, man. And I know it's running backs. You want the production early, but Gibbs to me is still a top three round startup pick. So everybody in the audience, um, we're going to do if you type in hashtag Ron, hashtag R-O-N, all lowercase. Um, we're going to do this like little giveaway tool. And if you're selected, um, you get to ask Ron, you say a player or like, you know, an offense or something like that. And Ron's going to uh, Ron's going to talk about them. How about that? Let's do that. So cool. hash hashtag Ron. Um, and then we'll do the drawing. But I've got one for you. Uh, Jameson Williams. <laughs> Where are you at in terms of JMO? He's polarizing. Man, he's so tough. I I've. And it's so funny because we've talked about this. Like, I am more numbers-oriented. And Jamison Williams, you kind of have to squint where it's like, you know, last year college producer, ACL, um, you know, not really a freshman breakout. But when you had the context that he was in the Ohio State wide receiver room for like two years behind, you know, Garrett Wilson, JS, or Garrett Wilson, Olave, maybe JSN at that point. He's someone I can't quit. Wherever I have him, I'm holding. I actually traded. I actually traded for him this morning. Um, oh, yeah. that, like round of trade I sent out. I sent, uh, or it's actually just floating my inbox. It was. I'm actually kind of curious where you're at with this. It was a little bit scummy. I'm going to be honest. This was, this trade was sort of floating around maybe like two weeks. It was just hanging out in there. Um, and this was before Miles Sanders was ruled out. But it was just Miles Sanders for Jamison Williams from this guy. Maybe he sent it like two weeks ago. Um, and I was just like, I see it in my inbox. Like, fine. Like, I'll just take JMO's side of this. Um, I don't think it's like hilariously yeah. lopsided. But um, maybe a little bit gamesmanship. Um, but yeah, like Jamison Williams to me, if you can buy him for someone like Miles Sanders, like, yes. Um, I like that him. With, price, like yes. I said. Like I said, like I, I do like him a ton where I, I completely understand the the floor is the floor. The floor is zero. You know, this thing could go this thing could go real south where he doesn't get on the field. He never produces and then his value hits zero. But like, man, 
And I'm not a film guy at all, but this guy's out running, you know, bracketed safeties against Georgia in college, looking like the fastest man alive. Like, there's something about um, that second gear he can get to. Like, he could be John Ross. You know, he could 100% be John Ross. But right. um, I love the upside. I, I think he could be like a supercharged Will Fuller, which is really interesting with golf as well. So um, we'll see. I think he could kind of get used to like uh, how Sammy Watkins was using that Rams offense with uh, with golf uh, a few years ago. But yeah, I, I do. I am still a believer until he puts something on the field that tells me otherwise. Yeah, you think he's going to get enough targets to be um, to be relevant? I think so. I mean, I think it comes down to how much he uh, runs routes, but I mean, he was already at like 50% last week. It kind of comes down to him versus Reynolds, but even then I think he's probably going to get, you know, third wide receiver uh, routes there. It is going to be interesting, but I I think that he is somebody that even on like 18 to 20% of the targets could probably get there on just explosive plays and a dot and just, just show us enough to, you know, you know, this kind of treating it as like his rookie year. I didn't know that StreamYard had this. I mean, you're, this is stuff to me. I gotta, I gotta see what this is all about. It's it's pretty sweet. When I found it myself, I was like, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so we're going to hit draw. There was 18 entries. Let's see who's going to win the uh, the Ron drawing here. Da, da, da. Who we got? Graphic 13. We know graphic 13. All right. Put your put your player or um, put your player or offense or whatever in the in the chat and Ron will uh, and Ron will talk about it. Okay, let's go to another one while we wait. And everyone in the crowd will be in here for like another like five or, or so minutes. And then we'll uh we'll let Ron get back and do his thing. Oh, Rasheed Rice. All right. What do you think actually, about him, man? It's funny, like I, I wasn't really a big believer in, in Rashi Rice coming out of school. Um like his his profile is like I don't know, like what, four or five year guy at SMU, second round pick. It just sort of felt like one of these mad guys, but uh what he's done the sort of start has been great. I have this thing uh, that I do during the season. Uh, I, I sort of, I do a top 10 lessons learn show where I sort of talk through the takeaways from the weekends of games and kind of the uh, halftime of that video um, is I have a rookie wide receiver report where I just sort of go through um, each rookie wide receiver, their targets per out run, their yards per out run and kind of see where they're at. And Rashi Rice, this isn't updated for last night. So I don't know if he like overperformed or underperformed uh, relative to where he's at, but the big thing that we look for uh, for wide receivers is being over an 80 receiving grade on PFF in their rookie years. Like you have, you know, studs like last year, Olave, London, um, and Garrett Wilson all cleared that. He's at an 81.6 PFF grade, 2.62 yards per out run, 34.8% target per out run. So on his routes, I mean, he is, I mean, dealing. Like he kind of reminds me a little bit as well. Second round draft capital, but I'm not a film guy. I'm just going to say that first up. So if his play style is different, um, sue me. But in terms of numbers mm-hmm. and kind of where he's at right now, he does remind me some of Brandon Ayuk, where Brandon Ayuk, pretty awful analytical profile, but one of these like X wide receivers, you know, big guys that can kind of move and are explosive. Um, second round draft goal. So again, like a poor man's version, but uh, per route, he's looked amazing. It really just comes down to, I mean, it kind of opens the door with this Justin Watson injury. The thing that's kind of concerning is like, like we see like with Washington and Eric Bieniemy is these wide receivers are freaking rotating, um, even yeah. all the way down to your Justin Watsons of the world and all the way down to your – I mean, the the Washington's going further down than Diami Brown in some of these games, um, where I can't even think of uh, – oh, yeah, Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Routes. It's like, oh, um, yeah, well, there you go, from from uh, from Kansas City, right? He made exactly. his way Exactly, but if he gets like 80% plus, I, I don't know that it does happen, but at the very least, I am very bullish on the talent right now, which I think all you really need to see um, this early on. He's He's looking great. Okay, so we're going to um all right guys, we're gonna do 
put in your last questions and then we're going to have Ron look at the uh, look at the chat and see which one he wants to talk about. So go ahead and uh, and throw some in there. I'm going to see if I have anything um, from the community chat. This guy says that uh, Mr. B traded Rice in a 24th third for Russ and Thielen. Okay. God, look at that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Russ. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. I'll go back to, uh, we'll go one more here from Quinn uh, Shoemaker. Okay. 10 team start nine, full PPR, two QB rebuilding team. Give Montgomery and Myers, get Tajay Spears 25 second and two 24 thirds. Not enough. That's not enough for uh, Montgomery here. I mean, I was talking about it in uh, a recent video too. Like Jacoby Myers is like, it, he is a, awesome. he's almost a David Montgomery of wide receivers right yeah, now. We're yes, like, no, yes. you're not getting a first for Jacoby Myers, but like, my God, I mean, he's, he's top 10 expected points per game right now and he's performing to that level. Like, I mean, he's someone that's like, he's very good. Like, he's going to be like a top 24 wide receiver when it's all said and done this year. And then on top of that, Montgomery's amazing. So I have Montgomery over Spears and then like the second and two thirds are kind of junk there. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree on that one. And then the last question from Jack is sell Kyron Williams right now or keep? My lean would probably be sell uh, in most situations. If you're like a contender and no one's really biting on Kyron, the issue with Kyron is like, I think this is what it is with Kyron. If you're a contender, you can kind of just write out those points. If not, and you are towards the bottom or rebuilding, like he's got to go. Um, he's got to go running backs. You know, you don't want to hold them long term. And then on top of that, like Kyron Williams, like he's all roll right now, which is kind of shaky in Dynasty where I like I don't I don't know that Kyron Williams was, was materially much better than Cam Makers. Like he's not very good. Um, selfishly, I'd love to see what Zach Evans could look like there. Um, yeah. but yeah, like Kyron Williams, uh, if I could sell for, I don't know, like two seconds on a rebuilder, I think I probably would do it. It just shows the running back position in uh, in dynasty when we're talking about, you know, Kyron, Ky <laughs> Williams, like big of a, you see first involved in Kyron Williams trades. Like, what are we, what are we coming to <laughs> Ron? You're the man plug your, uh, plug yourself, what you do, um, for anybody who's, who's been living under a rock. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a, a ton of fun here. Um, my channel, Ron Stewart, just my name. Um, but we kind of talk uh, right now. It's a little bit tough for the Dynasty fellows. I do have I have people all the time who are like, Ron, when are we going to get some Dynasty content? When are we get some Dynasty content? And it's kind of it's kind of like keeping, you know, um, the, the both sides it's happy so, here. There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Literally. But the, the good part is for them is like as the season goes on and redraft kind of chills out. Like once we get to like late October, like especially once Thanksgiving comes ton of dynasty content will be there um so i cover best of both worlds i imagine that most of you guys that play dynasty also have like a home league at uh you know maybe your buddies or whatever sure. um and redraft so definitely check out the channel i cover pretty much everything there uh, and then just a cherry on top is the patreon and it uh, only makes sense here because i am actually working on these dynasty rings i'm gonna have a fresh set of dynasty rings out tomorrow so that'll be on there maybe i'll talk about it on the channel at some point talk about the big movers or something we'll see um but yeah you can find that all there i post like almost daily um and yeah that's where you can find me ron stewart on youtube yeah, man, definitely sub to uh, to Ron's channel if if you haven't already. Absolutely, uh, he has a Patreon with a with a lot of folks in there. It's an impressive amount of folks. So obviously, he's doing good things over there. We have a new Patreon ourselves, uh, which you see that QR code at the bottom of the screen there. We'd love it if you join, become one of our hammers. Um, but yeah, man, Ron, this was uh, this was fun. I'm glad we got a chance to collab. Maybe we can do it again sometime. But uh, but enjoyed this one.
All right. We'll say goodnight, guys. I'm going to end the stream.